1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a live episode of this might not go well. <laughs> episode 85, we in the building. You already know who it is. It's the host with the most B breezy, aka Poppy Sazon Yo, yo, what's going everybody? It's your boy Sick Grayson. How y'all doing out there? Okay, okay. Uh we know how this goes. Follow us on all social media at this not go away. If you have any branding deals, business opportunities, please email us at this go at gmail.com. Episode 85, we in here. What's going on? Check weekly check-ins. How you doing this week, brother? I'm chilling, bro. Uh enjoying this last week of summer. Uh trying, you know, make sure everything is copesthetic as I get ready to go back to work. Uh been reading some books, trying to keep my mind sharp. Uh, surgery healing is going pretty well So I think I'm at like probably 80%, 85% I still can't pick nothing up for like the next three three to six weeks But um, it's going to be reason not to do no choice. <laughs> but I'm chilling How you feeling? Going well, going well Um, You know, just um, You know, a little sad that the summer Is, you know, gone And I'm feeling like what everybody else is feeling on social media I feel like this summer went by so quick And a lot of things didn't happen Or I didn't do a lot of things So I don't know. Maybe I'm going to try to enjoy the rest. We got until the 22nd of September until fall officially begins. So let's see why I'll try to do some other things. But let's start this show. Breaking news. Donovan Mitchell has been traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers and RJ Barrett got his rookie extension. We Talked about this last week. So Slick, take it away. Uh, Essentially, uh, Donovan Mitchell was traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers for Colin Sexton. Laurie Markkinen and Ochi Abaji, the 14th pick in this year's draft, three unprotected first round picks from the Cleveland Cavaliers and two pick swaps, all from the drafts from 2025 through 2029. So essentially what happened here is that the Knicks refused to cave to the demands of Danny Ainge and the Utah Jazz brass. And when that happened, Cleveland came through with the, the picks that they were looking for and they had some players that they were interested in. So I think this is kind of a win, win, win. For all three units, Danny Ainge gets his draft picks and a good young player who replaces a six-one scoring guard with a slightly not as good six-one scoring guard. in Colin Sexton, the Cavaliers squad up, them boys is nasty. What? Considering you got Evan Mobley who can guard anybody, uh, Jared Allen who's literally one of the most efficient centers and two-way centers in the game, Darius Garland's on the way up, and now you add a twenty-five plus point scorer to that mix. That's dope. The Knicks. They've signed one of their rookies to a very, very – $30 million is nothing to sneeze at, but a reasonable contract extension for what he's shown in his first three years, his market value, and they don't give up all of their, any of their assets. They don't lose here. They maintain all those draft picks they accumulated to go and go get a star player. And while Don Mitchell is a star, we wish he wasn't Nick. The asking price was atrocious. It was R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, OB Toppin, three first-round picks unprotected, multiple pick swaps. That's too much. Or a 6-1 guard who <clears throat> by all accounts you're giving up three great young pieces you're getting a guy who's going to give you the points but then your backcourt is small right the only person that really lost in this trade is Don Mitchell because he ended up in Cleveland he went from Utah to Utah of the east which is the Cleveland Cavaliers so a pretty strong team for him but I'm pretty sure that's not a place he wants to live but he's on the east coast probably closer to family what's that drive from Cleveland to New York like 11 hours he'll be all right <laughs> <laughs> he got a three year he got three years up on his deal. So at 28 he'll be a free agent if he really wants to be a Nick. The Knicks will have some cap space coming up around that time. They'll have some contracts they can move around if need be. So who knows? Maybe we get Donald Mitchell in the next couple of years. But until then, it's all good on my end. How you feel about it? Ah uh, oh, man. You know, as a Knicks fan, sometimes I don't understand what the Knicks be doing sometimes. We be drafting niggas that Don't do shit for us, but go to other teams and do well. We never go after a superstar. I don't know, man. I I just have to see what's the final game plan with the Knicks. You know, we got Brunson, RJ, and Julius. You know, on paper, we should at least get into into the play-in. That should be a minimum given the Eastern Conference. But being a Knicks fan, bro, it's so hard. (laughs) It's so hard because you never because you you want to have good faith because like last year we was doing so well. Kemba started fucking up. (laughs) Julius Randle got into his head, started disrespecting the crowd, and then we just kind of fell apart towards the end. So it's like as a Knicks fan, you can't even have high hopes because you kind of scared that niggas might disappoint you. That's nice facts. I hear you. But I think, too, like, as a fan, can't you take Silas? I mean, I know everybody's like, we never draft high enough to get one of those, you know, all-time Luca, Trey Young kind of guys. Joel Embiid, we don't get those picks. The one time we had to pick was RJ. And he's a good player, but we missed out on Garland. We missed out on Zion, John Morant, and Darius Garland. I mean, we still got time for RJ. You know, sometimes wings take a while to develop if you're not super athletic. And then, too... Do we think Donovan Mitchell's right. gonna win us a championship? But I can't I can't I can't agree with that because we had chances to 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 draft people higher and we drive Porzingis. Poizing let's not do that. We draft some Don't bullshit do that to as Zingas. Don't draft picks. But we and were fourth. Niggas at, that benefited off of our mistakes. But we drafted fourth at a time where it was like Joel and I mean who was that? that was you no, know, that was the job. Now that was D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, Jalil Okafor, right? If we'd have got Jalil Okafor, we'd have been even more mad. <laughs> Kat, I mean, I mean, we don't play defense like that, so I we just, be. We and good. let's be honest, a lot of those are shitty years. Well, we've had a lot of shitty years. Management had drafted and traded picks for players that never panned out or they were great till so they became Knicks. There's a trend of players coming to the Knicks and just falling off a cliff because they can't handle being living in New York. And then also not saying that would happen to Donovan Mitchell, but if Donovan Mitchell was six six, six five, I think this is a no brainer. Because it's like he has the size requisite to, you know, do some great things on the court. He's six one. You know what else is six one? Kimball Walker. And you knows and Donald Mitchell's game, as good a shooter as he is, depends on his athleticism. You know his game depend on athleticism. Not so much running and jumping, but the elevation he got on his jump shot and his speed. Kimball Walker. Donovan Mitchell for the next three years of this deal, he might be solid, but historically small guards tend to fall off a cliff a lot faster. Small athletic guards. You look at a guy like Chris Paul, He he's an exception to the rule because he yeah he's 6'1", 6'2", maybe on a good day, but he also has control of the ball. He's a great assistor. He plays defense. He compensated when he lost athleticism. A lot of these other small guards can't do that. You know, if you're a scorer, That's the one thing the NBA can always find. You can always find more scorers. So I'm not totally heartbroken about this. If it was like, hmm, if it was the kid from OKC, Shea Gilgis, I'd be crying right now. That boy is nasty. You go after him, Dan Donovan? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I think he's two years younger. He's about five inches taller. And he's always in control. He could play either guard spot. You put a 6'5 Shea Gilgis... Between R.J. Barrett and Jalen Brunson, oh, that's pick your poison. He's one of the more efficient guards in the NBA. We just don't get to appreciate it because he plays in OKC. But that boy is a problem. i will take Shea just over Donovan Mitchell. Because like I said, his game I think will age better. Donovan Mitchell is one bad knee injury away. And a lot of players are this. But he's one bad knee injury away from just being, hmm. who can I compare him to? Somebody that can score from being Jordan Clarkson. But Jordan Clarkson is doing well. He was a. He's sixth doing athlete. well. If Jordan, would you trade three first round picks and some young players for Jordan Clarkson? You know, he's like he's basically like a J.R. Smith. So you know, would you trade three first picks round picks management. for J.R. Smith? <laughs> Which one we got? We got the J.R. <laughs> no, Nugget, Smith? no nigga. <laughs> that's my point. I think that if you make one of those big superstars like Cleveland is straight. If something happens where Donovan Mitchell is their fourth best player, that's fine because. Two of their their top four players are younger than him, so there's a chance Evan Mobley is going to be better than him. Darius Garland, by and large, of playing the point guard is more valuable than him to me, right? He all he has to focus on right now is scoring. And not I ain't gonna lie. lie, Darius Garland got Saxon the fuck out of it because it was supposed to be Saxon team, and then yeah, nah, nah. Garland came and just basically but, took everything. From but that think game. about that, Donovan Mitchell, a six one shooting guard, got traded for essentially Colin Sexton, another six one shooting guard, and they what were they trying to pay Colin Sexton? eight million dollars a year he lucked out and got 18 but it's like as the, the one thing these kids coming to league knowing how to do is score there will be another donovan mitchell not saying the Knicks will get him but there will be opportunities you feel me mm-hmm. if it was like a like a Shea gilgis or uh who else who would be somebody that would look good in a Knicks uniform i'm not even trying to do like the lucas like those is like once in a generation play but guys that like a Dejounte murray Guys like that who you could say, all right, late-round picks, those are guys – Shea Gilders was the 14th, 13th pick in the draft. Uh, who I, um what's his name? Ah, I just said his name, too. De'Jounte Murray? He was the 29th pick in the first round. Kevin Porter Jr., 30th pick of the first round. These guys are out there. It's just on scouting to find them. Donald Mitchell, 14th pick of the first round. Or 13th pick, something like that, right? So it's mm-hmm. like the Knicks are in position to find these players – and I'd rather draft one and develop them uh, or you know find one than have to pay them when they're maxed out and potentially got some some wear and tear on their body but um, all right i mean i, I really got to see i feel like this upcoming nba season especially now i'm going to lie, I might have to get 2k 23 off the release off that, of that j cole off that j cole cover i might actually have to purchase the physical copy bro oh no nah, i seen that that shit fire I feel like I'm gonna wait till October because I know it's gonna go on sale. Black Friday will be fifty percent off. I'll just bought it. yeah. I'll just buy the Legends edition on Black Friday. i paid a 60 bucks at that point. I'm not falling for the scams no more. I'm mad I paid forty six for mine and then it was like thirty dollars a week later. I was pissed. Oh yeah. It was it was lo- it was lower than that. At one point it was nineteen dollars. Oh shit. Dude, fuck you yeah. know damn well I'm gonna wait that bitch out. I can still play two K twenty two. because you know, cause you know what you're gonna call it You know after after the holidays. Nobody really fucks with 2K anymore because all the tryhards done fucking fuck up the whole park and everything. That's a fact. The niggas that they make yeah. the... You know, that, you know, that's crazy. Shorty dad looked me in the face when I was playing Cold D. She's like, why don't you make no money from this? I was like, babe, I'm not that good. <laughs> First of all. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Nah, nah, nah. I would have flicked her because she disrespected you, partner. Nah, you over here, I'm money. With with yeah, she, she does. She, she does shot at me. She does shot at me. But I was just like, yo. That's the funny part about the generation we live in right now. Like you could literally make money just playing video games. I was watching the and one of the main characters, Kev, was in the underground gaming league making bank. Like making thousands of dollars. His mother saw that money in his drawings, thought he was selling drugs. He told her the truth and she blacked on him. I was like, look at here, now you're gonna make your son sell drugs and hide his money. Look, cause now you can really get some bread outside, literally just playing games. Like literally the same shit we're doing right now, recording this podcast could be monetized. You can make money in the crib. That's a fact. The Twitch, what? Like, I remember T Grizzly is making a couple six figures a month off off of this shit, just playing GTA. Like, what? All, all most YouTubers Twitch on the side. I'm like, yo, pre- yeah. I don't understand. People really enjoy watching other people play games. I feel like they feel like they are connected to you. They kind of like it's a weird, it's a weird environment. If you had told me as a kid, especially gaming overall. Gaming and anime. If you had told me gaming and anime would have become popular as it is now, I would look at you stupid. Because you know, and I mean, because one thing, one thing, one thing about anime. I'm a, this was off the docket, but one thing about the anime, I kind of hate all you anime likers now because. You wasn't back, y'all niggas wasn't back then where niggas used to get clowned for watching anime. The only shit you could have really said to niggas is Dragon Ball Z. That's a fact. That's the that's only thing Maybe you could Poke- have said. Maybe Pokemon if you, had to, if you had the Game Boy, which when y'all was playing in the lunchroom, that, you you get Yu-Gi-Oh for a little bit. If it had a card game or something yeah. competitive, you can get it all. But. Yeah, you know niggas used to get robbed for their Yu-Gi-Oh because niggas was selling that shit like hotcakes. d. But you know, <laughs> anime yo, you used to get clowned for watching anime, but now yo, that's like literally even like the girl's is on that shit, heavy. Women are also on anime, heavy. Or Even the thug niggas is watching. Niggas is gangbanging by watching Naruto. I'm watching a lot of rap battles. Niggas having Naruto bars, Vegeta bars, Final Flash attack. I'm like, yo, since when y'all niggas? And it got, like, it got, you know, integrated in black culture. Crazy. Like, look at that, Megan Thee Stallion. The Sailor Moon shit that she wore in her she Tokyo turking, performance. She was on. Like, Sailor Moon never looked like this. <laughs> so yeah we will more do a more deep dive maybe on our patreon but this is the topic that i really want to talk about this episode because oh my god this 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 patreon exclusive episode of the joe button podcast when they had when they confronted the new jumper founder, the adam 22 about reposting content of kevin samuel and how he is monetizing off of black trauma i bro i don't even know where to begin did you see it did you see you didn't see it i've seen some of the clips like i don't fuck with adam 22 they did they, they, they just post a full episode on a youtube page today so they only dropped clips so far yeah nah, i've seen some clips but i'm like i don't fuck with adam 22 he's literally the male equivalent of yes jewels to me and what i mean by that is that as a white person you come into black spaces Because it's the cool thing to do And kind of make it like your persona You make it kind of like you're monetizing You're building your brand of shit you know nothing about This does not our culture doesn't concern you I don't fuck with it Oh, I gotta disagree with you You always disagree with me, it's it's the truth (laughs) (laughs) This is the truth Uh, It's not the truth, he's not he. I don't, because I want to I want to safely Unpack this He is not Monetizing off of black trauma, first of all, he's actually a, he's actually given a lot to the culture of today, not to hip hop per se, but he didn't get into hip hop. He started off as a BMX owner of the come up, and then he started a lot of BMX. A lot of rappers was into BMX, which I'm shocked by, like Playboy Cardi, Little Uzi, all the, niggas. Niggas. all the weird niggas, all the yeah, ones. they they. They they was into BMX, so they used to come to his shop, and he built a relationship with them. And then he started doing a podcast with them, and he was very good friends with Exesentacion. So what him and Exesentacion used to do, used to travel around, and you know Exesentacion was good with Little Pump, and then they got good with Little Pump, Smoke Perp, and they was doing a whole underground rap scene until all them niggas blowed up, and then that's what got him his sort of his starting in the no jumper case and start building his brand. So I can't really call him a culture virtue or put the label of yes, jewels on him because he literally, he was literally helping pe- people out. And he was also within the culture, learning stuff and he's been a, a big fan of it. And he's lived in New York. He understands it and he paid attention. And also on his platform, he employs a lot of people of the culture, a lot of, a lot of people and on the no jump cuz everybody thinks of no jump as just his uh, his podcast no on the no jumper network there is like close to 10 shows majority run by black folks <laughs> and and a couple of hispanic folks and they talk about everything and he don't and he's not he's not to me he's not a dj vlad when he's asking federal questions even though i don't think that ask federal questions but he's asking questions that the fans are asking and i and my point against the joe button stuff is when are we going to have accountability because they talked about the fbg cash situation fbg cash passed away recently but i can't fault him for asking questions about little dirk because fbg cash is making songs about little dirk they've been publicly beefing over Ten years, and FPG Duck, FPG Cash, and FPG Duck been doing interviews since 2012. So it's not something that they easily get manipulated to into talking about. They thrive off of this. So for for, for Joe to confront him, especially under Kevin Samuels, because one because now we just go to Kevin Samuels real quick. He hated that Adam Twenty Two released the clips of an interview that was already published once Kevin Samuels passed away. And he said that you're monetizing off of this man's death. And I was like, no, this interview already been out. Everybody posts clips of the person when the person dies. It's sort of like radio when a, a, a rapper dies. They play nothing but their music at that time. Well, so yeah. for, for, for Joe to sit here and confront him on that and say that, yo, you're you're like Trump, uh, monetizing off of Black trauma, I I highly disagree. Now I can understand if he po- he posts Kevin Samuels off of off of negative light off a of video that off an of interview that they never published before just to get some cash grab stuff but this interview already been out and he's just posting clips of it which he at the time when he released the interview he didn't have a clips channel now he does have a clips channel that's something that belongs in the YouTube trends when you build enough of a brand of your channel you make a clips channel so where a lot of people don't like watching podcasts episodes now if we was big enough we would do a clips channel ourselves maybe, if our platform was big but that's what news that's what the youtube trend is especially for people who does podcasts they have their official podcast page and then they have a clips page where they post number of clips that would draw in the fans and i guess joe kind of disagree with that but i'll let you talk because i've been talking for a good minute <laughs> yeah, I mean, I said, i'm just not the biggest fan of adam 22 i feel like a lot of our, I mean, I guess since you put what he came, how he came up with, that's cool. I give him that, but I just again keep 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 the white folks away from the from the culture. That's just my my thought process on it. Hundred percent of my thought process on it because I'm like it's a lot of people. It's like it's like my Eminem There's A lot of people that can do what you do that don't get that same love. But I mean. If it was already posted, there's nothing wrong with reposting it because it's not like a lot of other people weren't take, still clipping some of the stuff that he said and still posting. And he, him actually having published an interview before. Changed the circumstance. Joe, and we always know this. Joe Budden, every once in a while, doesn't take his medicine and blacks on somebody <laughs> for something that's entirely plausible. Okay. It was nasty. It was it was basically four on one. And I applaud him just alone but for standing like, his ground against four against one. Yeah, I mean, but he's in their space. What are you going to do, fight? <laughs> you going to fight niggas on a platform? <laughs> And also, too, it's like, yo, at the same point, it's like, when you think about the amount of, I guess, hate and vitriol that Kevin Sims elicited for certain people, he probably just felt like it wasn't the time. Like, give it some time, like, or just revisit and, But I think he, I did see he made a point. Like, these are questions people want to know. These things people wanted to see. They were already out. It was already out. I just clipped it together so that they could see more of it. Like, there's arguments made on both ends. That's why I'm kind of like, I just stay away from it. I, yeah, because you know when someone dies, if someone that you didn't know of, like, Who's a rapper that recently passed? All the away. niggas you talk about on this podcast. <laughs> I'm like Jada Youngin. Um, I I I I have known of Jada Youngin, especially because I listened to Youngin Ace and Fredo Bang. Because you know Fredo Bang is my guy, guy. Yeah, Fredos now fuck with his music. So I I have heard some songs of him, but after he passed away, guess what I did? I, I looked up some of his songs. I looked up some of them in the interview to see what type of person. It's sort of the same thing because like for Kevin Samuels. Especially a guy who trend on Twitter a lot. A lot of people, probably was like, yo, why is this guy why is this old nigga trending for <laughs> so you know what's the natural thing? You go look him up. So I think him putting the clips actually helps Kevin Samuel case in the and and supporting his message. Cause one of the things that Kevin Samuel always talked about is what he does and what and what his YouTube is is to help spread a message and you might disagree. I'm not saying here. Once again, I have to say this because, you know, they're going to come for me about hating yeah. black women. When you like I mean, Kevin they, they think you hate black women, bro. It's, I don't know if it's nothing you can say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, once again, I do not agree with every idea of Kevin Samuels. You know, there's some parts that you can take, whether that's you want to take it or not. But he was, he was one of his goals was to spread his message around. So him reposting the clip actually helps with sort of the, the dream of kevin samuels of having this and allowing people to fully understand him without because you if you're somebody who just looked on twitter you would have thought the whole world hated kevin samuels that's because twitter is ran by 90 with me so so now you have now you go on youtube you realize oh shit wait he actually had a following oh wait niggas actually fuck with his idea he was doing that so so for for kev for for um for Joe Button to get at him, and the thing about Joe Button, which I don't like about what Joe Button does sometimes is, if it's not the way he handles things, he doesn't agree with it or he doesn't understand it. That's true. Because he, he made he made he made a point where like, yo, we invited Maxo Cream. If you don't know, he's a t- Texas rapper, he a Texas crip rapper, and he he we know he had beef with this rapper. We didn't we didn't ask him that question. All right, that's good for you. Your old nigga. Nick- you're in your 40s, and you have two 40-year-old niggas next to you. <laughs> That's something that you might not be into. But Adam is with the young crowd. His his platform is dedicated to younger folks. It always has been since he's been hanging with XS Sensacion. All them niggas have them questions that are going to ask. Now, Maxo Cream or a lot of rappers like FPG Cash can make that conscious awareness of not answering that question. And it shows that Joe Button never really listened to the no jumper platform because there have been gangster rappers, especially from LA and other places, who decline questions and Adam Twenty Two don't press on like DJ Vlad. He let it go and he's is not as messy. And there's a lot of thing about it too. Is Joe Button just went off of a off of a clip? Oh yeah, off of clips and um thumbnails and stuff. without actually looking at what he does on his platform, if you look if you look at what adam 22 does on his platform you wouldn't call him traumatizing off a black you want to talk you wouldn't call him monetizing off a black trauma of what he does on his platform because he has he has shows he he put on rappers on there he has he has t-rail he has ad that's a fascinating has- nigga right t-rail yeah i mean he probably uh, does he probably does. that's the fast is a is a nigga that has you know he's a little crippled. you know oh it was, I thought... he He a Hoover nigga but you know it's, it's, yeah <laughs> but I just say I just say I was just I was highly disappointed in the Joe Button podcast and the and and how they handled that whole interview and I just felt like they didn't really do enough research and they kind of kind of had energy for other people and they kind of all directed it towards Adam 22, Adam 22 and I felt like wait Adam 22 doesn't deserve all that smoke so that was my whole synopsis on that I get that. I think, too, it's also different errors, like you said, the younger. I think, too, I think they probably wanted more media responsibility, I guess. not. And this probably was misplaced. They probably just prescribed, like, this, uh, I guess, this renegade reporting to him, and it's not really an Adam-22 thing. But I guess for his crowd, they do want to know some wild shit that probably is not, what's the word I'm looking for? Probably not kosher <laughs> to be asking <laughs> other other questions, you know. So I'll give him that. But but my question for you, Slick, is do these rappers have any accountability of what they put in their music? Absolutely not. But that's that's how they make their bread. And I guess that, says, that goes to Adam-22 as well. That's how he makes his money. But as also like. Because they talk about the FBG Cash and FBG Duck. If you listen to their music, not all their music is about this and dead dudes. But at least for FB, um, FBG Cash before he passed away. And he even passed away off of some gang stuff. He passed away off of a of conflict with uh, a nigga's girl and oh. shit like that. So it wasn't even typically a gang banger that uh, a, a rival, an op that got to him. So that's different for most cases. But like these rappers are, dis- are smoking deads. If you listen to New York drill rapper music, these niggas are smoking niggas' deads and all their songs. Or is the interviewer not supposed to ask nothing regarding the music and what's the music saying? Uh, I guess there's a way to go about it, but yeah, they are supposed cool to ask the questions. Got to ask the tough ones. <laughs> if your favorite song is "Smoking Tuca," what, what 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 the interview is supposed to say? Um, yeah, I see in your lyrics, you're 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 dissing this 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 person. You're saying in your tracks, you 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 relish in that moment. And and for and for and for veteran rappers who've been in the game, especially from Chicago, they've been talking about this for over a decade. There's some level of accountability that rappers got to take about this. And you can't necessarily blame it on media such as Adam 22 and DJ Academics. It's true. They are. They're getting popularity in their own town. So you're right. I went on a whole stupid rant. (laughs) But what's your thoughts on the DJ Khaled album? I think somebody, the tweet was perfect when they said this DJ Khaled is the Fast and the Furious of of hip-hop right now. just putting out projects that nobody asked for. And I think that I look at his music the way I look at the Fast and the Furious. I'm going with no expectations. So that when something is good, I'm mildly surprised. And when something is wild, I'm like, oh, well, I didn't really care that much anyway. It's not like I'm not emotionally invested in his music. But this was a solid album. That whole verse was not overhyped. It was a good verse. Um, I think normally When a Khaled album I probably have like Four or five songs I like So far I think the album Was well constructed I mean it's at least Gonna get a couple more spins Probably I, I like the Jamaican song I'm not gonna lie Maybe that's cause I'm American But <laughs> I didn't like it Like it came on I looked at Shorty, I was like Yeah turn that shit off Let's go next But It was a solid outing He puts I, You know what my favorite shit On that shit is It's the shit what? with Kodak And, uh, and uh, Nardo Wick That's my shit boy What <laughs> That's my shit That shit come on I'm like, all right, I can fuck with this. But that whole verse was solid. Um, I, I, Lil Durk had a, uh, probably one of the verses of the year on that shit. You said that about Lil Durk verse every three weeks, bro. <laughs> Lil Durk is that nigga. Yeah. All right. I don't want <laughs> to shot. But yeah, nah, I, I enjoyed it. It was cool. Like I said, it's like it's like how I watched Fast 9 or whatever the last Fast News was. I, wait, I waited till that shit came on streaming. I sat. I was in a moment where I ain't had shit to do. I watched it. I laughed. I enjoyed it. I was like, know. Oh, that shit would never happen." And I called it a day. I never had to go back to it. So I'm gonna probably do the same with this. I'm gonna bump this for a little while. Probably keep the same three songs in about a month, and then move on to when he drops another one next year. I agree with you. This was a. I wasn't too excited for this album. I know everybody's going crazy off the Jay Z verse. We're gonna talk about it, but this was really a, a a typical DJ Khaled album. If you listen to the last couple albums, he had he always have a, a, a one jamaican song mm-hmm. he always have one jamaican song he's gonna have um he gonna have at least one or two girl tracks he's gonna have he's gonna have a street nigga track and he's gonna have someone talk their shit and luck like, and but my, my i want to give him credit because when the rappers get a dj cali shit they don't play they don't play, and especially a, a, a rapper like Jay Z, rising up to the occasion like that to really he ain't do it on that Nas track last album. Really shit on niggas. Woo! And do it on that last track he did with them, him and Nas. That overhyped don't shit. Don't do that. <laughs> but was, but that's the thing with Khaled is like Khaled gets you more hype for the names on the most of most of his projects since his first like initial two or three, he'll get you hype for the names on the project, and then the song be mediocre. I think the fact that he didn't do the full out, full rollout shit he normally do, he just kind of like, oh, the vocals is in, and then the album's coming out a week later. I was like, all right, nobody had a chance to get over It's like, let's, let, all right, nigga, we know he's like that annoying cousin who you know sometimes he be on some bullshit, but then every once in a while he take you to a lit ass event. You would be like, oh, okay, my nigga, I didn't expect it this time. I had fun this time. Like that's real shit. That's who Kala is. So you can enjoy that shit a little bit. That's why I said this one. I was like, I felt like. There wasn't any lazy composition in this album, mm. if that makes sense. I feel like sometimes, it's like, you look at the names, like, oh, that's what these niggas did? You got Travis Scott and Nas in the song, but this is the best they could do? Or you just gave them the beat and said, here, this is all you had in the budget? This was like, all right, y'all, come through. I need an outing. I need the number one. Hopefully he gets it. Because when Tyler beat him, he was tight. <laughs> that, nigga had oh, bill- yeah. that nigga had billboards in Manhattan and shit to come out second. <laughs> So I think he's going to do well. What you thought about the Jay-Z verse? That shit had the internet. I played it twice. All oh, fire. I think it's been a while since we heard Hove talk shit. Last time Hove really got into his bag and his pocket was full, full, mm-hmm. full, You know, his other projects was definitely him and Wifey, so he wasn't so much in his bag or, you know, sporadic features. The J Electronica joint, you know, it was cool until it wasn't, not like it was a good album, but like it fizzled out of our our consciousness really quickly. I think four 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 is the last time we really heard Hov Ho, heard Hov talk his shit, and it just reminds you like, yo, Hov Hov is that man? Don't let like all the money and everything he getting that booth, and he's motivated. He's Jordan. He's Jordan. I ain't going hold you. He really he really shit on that shit, and he and he and he and, he, and, and the thing about what I love about Hov is how he flex on it. His flex is different. You know how some niggas be talking about oh my wrist, my chain. Nigga, he's like, yo, I made three fucking billionaires, but I'm the first one. Like, how you get that shit off, bro? Nigga, address beef. Like, I got nigga out of jail. We can never be at odds. Like, that's some gangster shit. Meek, you forever his son, Meek. I don't care what the hell else you do in your career. You forever that nigga's son after that ball of And I don't think I don't Meek th- minds that. I don't think it was even really a diss. It was just like, yo, and like the internet was like, yo, there's something wrong with you and Meek? Like, nah, nigga, I got him out of jail. There's nothing that we can ever be like there's no disrespect he can send my way. There's no like no malice coming from like we did that. Like that's real grown man shit. That's how you handle business. Like I'm gonna do for you. You don't owe it to me to stay by my side. And if you don't, keep it cordial, nigga. Like I'm cool. No, no. Now you might you might disagree with me with this little small hot take. I think this 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 verse was, had a little had a little shot at Drake probably did they always take shots at each other on their respective songs because you, song? you remember you remember you remember what um what Nicki Minaj was saying about Drake being a billionaire possibly being a billionaire previously in like one of her stories I think my boy I yo, we gotta really do a deep dive one of these days against Jay-Z and Drake like is the competitiveness but they constantly they show each other love too so it's kind of like crazy because like every time Drake has an album, Hov always jumps on it, and he doesn't really jump on a lot of people's shit. You don't. You don't even jump on Kanye shit. though. he's on jail, but yeah. So, so for him to go on that and do what he doesn't, but still kind of throw a little shots. But and, and don't get me wrong, Drake is gonna come out with some shit throwing shit too. <laughs> I just love the little competitive battle that they have. But Hov is that nigga. Absolutely, we can. We can now. We can. Speaking on music, what you thought about the whole FM Mecca, the AI artist that Capitol Records had? Now You know, damn well, I saw that shit and then scrolled right past it. I did not give a fuck. What did niggas thought about creating an artificial human, having him saying nigga and doing all this looking like 6ix9ine, a little pump, gathered together? What they thought the public was going like, yo, I'm starting to think that. I'm starting to think, really think that them niggas really starting to think that we slow. As people I don't think that I think that with all the talk They the, really thought that it could get that shit over us bro But I think all the talk of the metaverse I think all the talk about things going digital I think all the avatar Shit I think that that, that was just like in a, in, a, in a Boardroom I can see how It makes sense we're gonna put together this Digital artist Strictly put out his stuff as NFT Strictly you know I think that the Delivery a little light skinned white boy With dreadlocks and face tattoos saying nigga that's the part where they probably should have been like, "Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> hold on, let me let's bring this back. Let's really think about yeah. this." So it's like that shit gonna make it because all it takes one. That's a cracker saying, "Nigga, never mind." <laughs> that's all it takes for one person yeah. to turn that shit sideways. But it's also like the idea is there. It's not gonna be the last one we see. I guarantee you. Know what? It's gonna come back as a singer. That's how, that's gonna be the next virtual, like a artificial intelligent art, um thing. And it wasn't even AI. It was somebody doing the voice and rapping the shit. So like AI is like that shit's coming up with its own shit. So so that makes it even worse to me, bro. It's cause like yo, what do you really think about hip hop? That you can dress up this way, they, do they, all of this, but then they nigga and rap the way. And you waste a good gun in verse 2 Which I'm that's why I'm I'm kind of mostly upset because gunner really floated on that track. And now, now Capital Records is deleting that shit all across the board now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but then you also got to kind of just look at it like hip hop is a commodity to these businesses. And Tank said it best. Tank said, "If you want to break an army record, you need five hundred thousand for a hip hop record. You need three hundred dollars in a SoundCloud account. Buy the beat, get the licensing, mix it down on whatever audio program on your MacBook, your high end MacBook, and put it out. Right? So hip hop is low cost up front." for high profits on the back end sometimes immediately right so if you're telling me now i don't even got to pay an artist i can literally have somebody code me up or make a video game avatar and this way i control everything i mean i'm not even really paying for like clothes There's, the budget doesn't go to anything so i'm getting the budget for myself where i'm just paying somebody to code this shit out and then make mm-hmm. the music man that's easy pickings which is why I said well, this isn't the last time we're going to see one. They're going to figure out. You know what it is? They're going to do it. They're going to put it in something like Fortnite or one of those video games where, like, you know, or like, I don't want to say Sims, but like one of those like metaverse joints where people are really going to be locked in. And you're going to start seeing people coming out with dropping their SoundCloud music as virtual avatars. But that's crazy to me. But that's really what life we about to live in a few well, years. Well, think about it. Before this, this this market realignment, how much money was in crypto? Crypto wasn't real physical money. That's digital currency that had value. How many people were millionaires off of Ethereum and Bitcoin? Think about that. This is not realistic money. Well, it's not physical. Like It's like you transfer that stuff into it. They're simply transferring music and art into a virtual avatar. And we're going to market it that way. And I guarantee them to you if they figure out the right mix of what they could allow, they allow people to customize what that artist looks like, they're going to make a lot of fucking money. So they were the first. But they won't be the last. Oh, man. Uh, well, I hope I hope it's the last for a while now because this is kind of like and, and also he's still going off too. If you look on his YouTube page, he's still releasing more stuff on it just like portraying a gangster, and I'm just like, yo, this is really giving me six nine type of vibes. Oh, the the guy that was doing the voice? Yeah, I mean, he's I... not letting go. He's actually not. Dis- dis- he's dissing Capital, and I'm just like, bro. And then he also claiming that they didn't pay him. So he even claiming a whole, you know how the rappers be talking about the labels going to give them shit and be robbing them. He even portraying that shit. But I'm like, bro, what you thought? What you thought? Nigga, you released your track and he got they got backlash. You think them niggas was going to still pay you for your shit? Absolutely. I mean, he did a survey. Oh. He should get something. But he ain't going to get what he thought he spoke. He he, think, he knew that. He thought that shit was fire. He thought he's about to eat. Nah, bro. It's a clip. He got As a cat. Now, what's your thoughts on Stacy Dash finding out DMX died a year later? Stacey Dash has not been a part of the black community in about ten years, so the fact <laughs> that she didn't, that she even if this wasn't a clout, if she really genuinely didn't know, it doesn't surprise me. How many white people do you think know DMX passed away? How many people you think know who DMX is? <laughs> Come on now, we went through, we spent a couple of white people. You know they go crazy for stuff. They go they go crazy for up in here, up in here. Yeah, Y'all gonna make me. A select I've been at an all white function. I haven't been to one in a long time, but I'm saying there are white conservatives who probably can't do. They know his music. They don't know he's dead. Yeah, they ain't give a fuck. So the fact that Stacey Dash has been on her her conservative bullshit, like I said, it's it, it it's, they did something together, right? Either a movie or a show or something. I'm not sure. I'm not sure of all But I literally was not surprised When she said that I was like Oh you was in a sunken place You would never know That DMX passed away Because Fox News Didn't talk about it <laughs> My girl My girl Is sober now <laughs> Shout out to her now You feel me I I still love Stacy Dash Clueless Bro That bitch is a sellout Fuck Come her. on C- Kanye West Yeah her Kanye was in West video, video I remember Stacey but... Dash forever for have a heart Have a heart in my system you know, come and, nigga, some, Sometimes a pretty face don't equal a, a good person, that's how I realized it. Stacy Dash has made some very questionable personal decisions. He's six years and one month clean. What that got to do with her being an asshole or being dumb? <laughs> Why do I care? <laughs> I'm really, I'm sorry. I'm really on that type of time. Like you're just a shitty person. I don't got time for you. Like, I don't okay. give a fuck what you're going through in your life. Like I, I don't wish, well, I don't wish bad on you, but it's also like, all right, nigga. Like that shit really didn't move me. I was like, oh, well, I, a lot of middle aged white women don't know DMX passed away, and it's sad. But it's like he wasn't—he didn't mean as much to them as he meant to us. Yeah. Once that's he stopped, true. once he stopped making hit records for them, they didn't white people saying care no more. It was a moment in time. I'm pretty sure there's some white people that we, nah, black people love white people a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yo, and niggas and, go crazy yeah. off of Boba Fett saying if a famous white per- <laughs> if a famous white person died, niggas be sad. So I be I can't <laughs> front. <laughs> <laughs> now, know, now Nick say. Cannon. Is having a new baby Now The reason why I put this On the docket is Why do motherfuckers Care about him Impregnating A lot Cause it's, it's a It's a, 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 a lot it's, it's one of the little Baby moms that he already has. Cause it's not conventional Why do niggas care About what he's doing Cause it's not conventional And it's a lot of times it's easier to point out Something that Unconventional that someone else does And what's going on in your life It's social media It's, t- it's Bro. a topic bro it, the thing about it is these women it's not these women that are blind to him having other kids they're actively having the kids with him so and he's putting like, a block on a case about the block on a couple did not he yeah, yeah like two or three because this one that he's having a baby one he already had um he already he had um twins with this one all right so, so he three. making a lot more women. he got three with her so, he got two with mariah that's twins another one he has yeah. two with right Yeah. So look, no, no, no. I think I think he only have two sets of twins. Oh, I'm talking about like two children. Yeah, I'm I'm saying like he doesn't have another baby mother. Where he has two separate children with, not twins. I believe so. So look, that's what three baby mamas, four baby mamas, and then what he got like three more out there. He's famous. How many famous people that if you go on some people's Wikipedia pages and see how many fucking kids they have. (laughs) Come on down. And it's not like he financially can't help them niggas. Now, now what I do kind of agree with. Some of Twitter is when they grow up. How is he going to manage attending a whole bunch of shit though? Because you know, those little niggas be having fucking games and debates and all that. Put them. I don't all, think you put them on the same school. Given how Nick is a workaholic, I don't know how you're gonna make time for that. Put them niggas on the same school. Just <laughs> get the same schedule. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pick up one. You got to pick up all ten of them, motherfuckers. It's fine. Exactly. That's the only. That's the only thing I would kind of agree is like, hey, are you going to really be? Because I I feel like he he would be a great father, but it's just after a while you got fucking ten kids, bro. Like, but then it's like, it ain't about being a, it ain't about having time. It's like nigga, I don't think there's enough time for you to interact. Okay, but whose father went to all day shit? I think my father only showed up the graduations and basketball games. If I be honest, that's how sad, sad. That's how sad, sad. But oh, that's, that's, no, that's, that's typical. typical. That's typical. That nigga, I'm pretty shit, sure though. he missed a couple graduations. I don't know how to think about it. Oh, he was late, <laughs> so like, at that point, who cares? Yeah, my pop's only been to graduation. He barely went to any of my games or anything. Like, I want to say, right? The nigga to much else, so <laughs> okay. Yeah, and your dad, Nick Cannon. They don't know that a lot of the world see so your father is corny. I fuck with the guy, but I, so they be okay. Like, your dad's corny. It's fine. He's rich, bitch. Yeah, the fuck sixteen. I'm getting a fucking Lambo. Like, yeah, what the fuck yeah. you getting at age sixteen? You feel me? I just now. Watched, I just watched that movie he did with Chris Brown, and she bullshit. Nick Cannon pretending to be an elite basketball player was the funniest shit I ever seen in my life. That, you could tell from his movements that nigga trash. <laughs> yo, I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna lie. Nick is like probably the most corniest but uncoiny nigga in the industry because he's not corny. But some of the shit that he has done in his career is corny. You get what I mean? I think it's I think it's more so white humor. I think he realized where the bag is at. If you can make white people laugh and feel safe, you good. Because think about oh, it. But I, I, but I can never question Quick. Nick 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 numbers. <laughs> his jerseys is in the raptor. This nigga been on TV since he was fourteen. It's like he was, he always got a bag. Always got a she. He he always got multiple broke. shows. He always had the. He always had the women. And he put on a. He put think about the people he's put on. Like he gave Cat a platform. He gave fucking Mikey Day a platform. Like all these guys from The Illusion of Wild and Out is big time players in the comedy market. And now he got 85 South, Justina Valentine, like all these people. Pretty he put pretty view. He's taking yeah, the Inst- taking the battle rappers, the Instagram people, and giving them a platform. And they're putting on. They're, they, he gave them the ball and they're running with it. So exactly. So I so so Nick always good in my book. Absolutely. Now. It's been going, going crazy in the media now, man. <sighs> Slick, are oh, you a munch? Don't fucking cursing me. <laughs> Yo, everybody's been going crazy off of this new Ice Spice song, Munch. You wanna play a little quick snippet? Sure.
2: Stop playing with them, right? You thought I was killing you? No nigga munch nigga eat he ate it for lunch bitch on my baddie i get what i want like you thought i was feeling you i was you munch eat he ate it for lunch bitch i my i get what i want like keep it a beam No they be mad i'll be on the scene as to if i can't fit no a g who's my steps but it's not with a scene
1: the chorus makes up the whole song but yo i don't know i don't like being i don't like girls call me a damn munch out here come what on what <laughs> does that mean you're not elaborating for the uninformed like myself oh so a munch is a nigga who Okay, so this is different now. There's two meanings. So it could just mean a nigga who just eating pussy, but it also could be disrespectful as a nigga who just only eats pussy and don't even fuck or anything like, like that. Like he, like what do you wait? What do you? What the fuck does that mean? He only eats like, pussy? like, 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 yo, I'm gonna link this shorty to eat her pussy. And that's it. I'm just gonna eat her pussy and just you that's know, happen- I'm I'm, I'm good off of that. I'm I'm good. You know, like that. Never. No, I don't keep, want no head. I don't want the box or anything. I don't, I don't want. Wait, what? That's that's a lot of connotation what the, of what being these, a munch. That's what these kids are doing nowadays, niggas is eating the box and go. I'm Not saying that niggas don't can You like a man can eat pussy for enjoyment, but like I'm on how I'm on cold to eat pussy and go home. Like I chose, I chose this life. <laughs> yeah, you just cold. But to be honest with you, I ain't gonna hold you. I heard a lot about you niggas out here. A lot of y'all niggas been munching for a long time eating. Because, you know a lot of you know a lot of niggas back in the days was like yo let me just let me just eat it and think they can <laughs> fuck the chick after and she was like no nah, i'm good all right i nutted you be yeah. i don't know how i feel, I feel nice like that's you. though if a girl get that old, that's fine but i feel like it's so dangerous because niggas really niggas can't take rejection that's why i'm like don't put yourself in that situation all right. mama i like yeah especially right. especially now with just... with the song too she called you a munch at the, she's like thanks much a nigga might punch you in your face. That's dangerous. <laughs> that's wild. Like not like not me, but I'm just saying. Like that's crazy. I get it, but no. I'm glad. Like, I'm- niggas, like you really sitting here eating a box just to eat the box. That's like, but that's like if it's just shorty, that's different. But it's like you just oh yeah, that's meat. different. Yeah, like, you eat miscellaneous coochie and it, like what? Like yo, let me go home and eat. No, what I realized, and we got to shit on the fuzz a little bit. Yo, niggas really do anything to to get with shorty bro oh yeah it's definitely some some black niggas that's, that's ah. eating, like eating bad bitch pussy for, for the fun of it you know because i remember him. i remember i remember the trend on tiktok when like shorties was posting like the beginning messages of of them and their significant others and this the the game that niggas was throwing like you really thought niggas really was smooth and suave like no niggas is practically begging shorties to fuck with them and that's why I kind of feel like that's why I kind of feel like why women don't be be Respectful jacking. Let me get what I can from this nigga because niggas out here begging. That's true. There's a lot of key sweats out here. I give you that. So yeah, that niggas munching. <laughs> but this shit catchy as hell though. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. After I listened to it a few times now, I just it randomly pop. Oh, you thought I was feeling you? That nigga month. Gonna... I ain't gonna hold you. That shit. You know it sounds. Um... Hey, you know you ready to go? You... You already like- know my boy Drake. You already know my boy Drake. Sniper gang. <laughs> enough. If you know, you know. What you a, know. I go to the song of the week, you sicko. <laughs> all right, here's our song of the week. If you all listen to this on YouTube, please exit and go to your favorite streaming platform. Whether that is Audio Mac, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Um, oh, Stitcher actually, and Pandora actually. Merged together and created Simplecast So go listen to Simplecast We are on there officially now Um, Whatever the favorite stream Platform you have, and go listen to us And if you want, you can go to our website And go to our Apple Music playlist and To listen to our previous song of the week What's your song of the week this week, brother? Uh, I'm gonna just stick with this Khaled album I got two, we're gonna start with the future And Scissor track, Beautiful Yeah
0: <laughs> We the best music, music, music. So beautiful
2: Let's put Another one. Another, one. Another one Life is beautiful whatever, whatever. Whatever.
1: Yeah. DJ Khaled. Pull up in that two-tone, got me feeling like a Jetson Let it off my sneaky link, let's shred it like my best friend Top a bag on her, I'm a sponsor, she my investment She's not the only one without no questions, no She don't want me with nobody else She just want me all to herself, to herself. She don't show me nobody else. Keep going. She just want me all to herself. Make her feel like a superstar. She way above average. I just do a her, because 'cause I'm a barbarian. Soon as I put a pedic on a nanny hole
0: staring.
1: almost went to therapy, but you was all I needed. I can't even friend, you gave me something to believe in. Took no my auto models, taking your talent to believe. You came up and leave Cause you call a nigga cheese. Every single night we burn stage Cause we toxic so Much froom got us outside I buy I'm so used to me Swallin' now you turn her riding. Anytime I leave I don't You should wanna be an R&B singer so bad Uh <laughs> <laughs> right, next up we got It Ain't Safe Nardo Wick and Kodak Black
2: Let's get it The emergency brace broke We
0: the best music You ain't no
2: stopping this shit anyway though. all Ain't no such thing as real, life. I don't one. We know going DJ Khaled! I don't got no brakes. So it ain't no stopping this. I'm the youngest nigga popping shit. They want to stop the fire, but it's too late. This shit got super lit. You see the way I pull it, bitch. You see the way these diamonds hit. Nigga, try to touch my chain. You gon' see the way this 40 kick. They don't want no problems with us. It ain't safe. They don't want no problems with us. It ain't safe. They don't want no problems with us. Shit well, I just got out of here, all the witches walked in I don't be with fuck niggas, but I keep my F in Broke on move the double off, we got somebody blocked in Just saw my partner from Atlanta, he said you fresh as fuck Twins, when that's still like Jackie Robinson And we slide home, she so innocent in real life But can the phone, funny how she say that I'm the dog, but ate me off the bone I heard her nigga mad, she came home smelling like my cologne, all I know is God. Ain't no stopping. I no slowing down I don't want that nigga around me if he ain't gon' pow-pow I don't want that necklace if that Cuban link don't bang-pow Pretty girl I' know how to work out like some old people everybody got stick
1: my two solid caliber entries for me what you got bro oh man I got a couple we're gonna start with the r and b track first this is from the new tank album pillow talking tank drunk Texan
0: here back
2: system Might just tell him that I miss him I ain't got no business telling you at 2am But I've been sipping Liquor got me all in my feelings, drunk, texting Sending him directions Trying to see if he gon' come by Drunk Texting, I'll be Gets the message, giving you a Piece of my mind This ain't even like me Sending in positions Can't believe I'm in this condition This ain't even like me Drunk enough to call you Trying to get the t-shirt up off you Liquor gon' get me in trouble Liquor got me seeing double Liquor made me wanna fuck you Drunk enough to say I love you
1: Ooh, that was Tink Drunk Texting Alright, you know I was, supposed to, I'm a, I was supposed to play this song last week But there was too many good songs last week So this is off the new Ron Suno album Suno Mode, this is Ron Suno featuring Ta-Tai Jane Carter um, Kyle Rich, Sally um, oh,
0: All Suno niggas know the fucking
2: vibe Pull up. Sally and Peter, I'm going I got the gun in the sweater, pull up with Talibin right on the stretch. I call a bitch, in my aim at his neck, Pull up. I'm doing shots, better go pick your head up. jack and he pull that it over with vets, fuck all the odds, better get it together, Don't on Sally and better, I'm over, I got the gun in the sweater, pull it with Tali, even right on the stretch. I call a bitch my image, this nigga, oh, yes, I'm doing shots, better go pick your head up. jack and he pull that it over with vets, fuck all the odds, better get it together, like now, I'm on hot nigga, what's the vibe, every nigga that I say my name gon'
0: die, nigga rock and send him to the sky, bitch like how, like what, like why, Both Of the daddy face that shit, i bitch milk that bitch, if I want it, I'll take that shit, the value of life, I'll take that shit.
1: All right, that was Ron Suno, Sally. Now for this next song, it's like just let it just let it rock out towards the end. You got to, cause it's La Russell over here. This is La Russell Hyphy 2020.
0: Hey man, say man You got a real north side nigga in your H-T premise the wave What? Wow <laughs> Hey Wow Yo Make some room, I'm a whole lot to take in Kick open doors, they gon' put me for a break-in I give a game every track that I drop, ayy I rope this in my robe and my crocs Throw my own shows and I make my own dance Velcro on my back, I have been sticking to the plan No face stats and I never pop the Xan Bar so cold that the shit probably scans Play some Mac Gray and you know I'm a gig Flow water, take a swig. No luck, bitch, we up like the jig. Off the tree, getting ate like a fig. I like head, I like ass, I like tits. I'm trying to change, I ain't shit. They say I'm talking like I'm already rich. I ain't changed. You just a bitch. Ha ha. My shit dope within a bass rock. Round here we go, done when the bass knock. Open doors. Ooh, he swinging. That shit slap. That mean it's bangin'. Oh, my shit dope in a bass rock. Round here we go, done when the bass knock. Open doors. Ooh, he swinging. That shit slap. That mean it's bangin'. Go auntie, go auntie go. Go auntie, go auntie go. Go auntie, go auntie go. Go auntie, go auntie. If your mama hella ugly, I'ma gig with her. If your granny hella ugly, I'ma gig with her. If your auntie hella ugly, I'ma gig with her. If your cousin hella ugly, I'ma gig with her. If your sister hella ugly, I'ma gig with her. Yo best friend, hella ugly, I'ma gig with her. If your hella ugly, I'ma gig with her. I'm like, a yeah, giggler. Hey, my shit <laughs> dopeer than a bass rock. Brown, here we go, done with the bass knock. Open doors. Oh, we swangin'. That shit slap. That mean it's bangin'.
1: <laughs> All right, so that was our song of the week. You can go to our website and go click on our Apple Music Playlist to listen to our previous song on the week. But that's not what you're here for. You're here for the people's choice, the people's favorite. Slick!
2: Drop it! I can be toxic, but so what? You're gonna love it here. Shit, fuck is you're talking about. We have fun over here. It's very fun here.
1: And it's fun indeed. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the TSA, the Toxic Service Announcement. And this week, yes, yes. And this Ooh. week, we are joined by a special guest, Damo.
3: What's up? What's up? What's up, guys? How, how's it going? Dama, you have
1: a podcast. Plug it in. Plug it
3: in. I do. My podcast is called Hashtag Let's Talk About It. And um, Hashtag Let's Talk About It pretty much surrounds mental health and spirituality. All things mental health, all things spirituality. It's pretty much a space where, you know, we come together and we talk about things where, you know, we don't often talk about mental health and spirituality um, out in the open, especially when it comes to mental health. So I kind of create a space to talk about things that, you know, we're afraid to talk about. Um, out and open and in public, so kind of bringing awareness to um, mental health.
1: Well, Namaste. you came to the right place. Did she?
3: <laughs> I don't know. This 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 might have to come back and be an episode of mine after this one. We yeah. on know how this conversation go.
0: <laughs> this this is
3: a public
1: space to to for your mental health. We gives you guidance. Um, this is safe space, free okay. of judgment. So, you know, me, you're cool, and you came to Mm -hmm. me for an event about a certain situation. So, the floor Mm -hmm. is yours. You can introduce the TSA topic for this episode this week.
3: Okay. So, long story short, we came to you, right? We had a conversation about, you know, exclusivity, right? What does that look like, right? For some people, we want to date, right, and, and meet multiple people so that you get to know them, which is kind of the norm, right? But then you have individuals like me who, you know, who would rather talk to one person at a time, right, and date that way. And then, you know, we go about it. Um, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But talking to multiple people at the same time, that's hard for me, right? That's just not my type of cup of tea, um, regardless of the time that it takes. So, you know, I've been dating some this individual who essentially is long distance, right? Um, and for me, I've been, you know, struggling with the whole long distance thing because, you know, not being with someone in the physical, right, being able to have them, you know, as often and as close as you would like to, that often can become difficult. So, you know, I oftentimes have this toxic trait where, you know, I can self-sabotage and, You know, something's not right or I feel like something's up. You know, I have this trait where I can be, it can be flight or fight, fight or flight, right? And sometimes often I'll do the flight. So, you know, I had to open up and have this conversation about exclusivity, right? And where these traumas were coming from. Why was I being so triggered by this long distance relationship by someone who we haven't had the conversation about, you know, exclusivity, but we've been talking for four months, right? And for me, I feel like that is, you know, it's it's not a long time, but it's a long time. It's a long time. It's not a long time, but it's (laughs) time. But also,
1: (laughs) also you forgot a major thing. Usually you're a one person type of um, individual, but Mm -hmm. you expressed to me that you're more open to dating more people.
3: I am, but the dating pool today... Trash. It's it yes. <laughs> so 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 so, so, so yes. slick so So yeah. I know Don
1: pretty well. And you know, she she never had a quote unquote whole face even through college. Uh my It mm-hmm. was been a relationship bound yeah. woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that going back to your topic of exclusivity, I think that the conversation, first of all, has to be had with the gentleman. I think that mm-hmm. I think that because I'm, I'm I'm a relationship guy as much shit as Brian probably talks about me behind my back. <laughs> I'm, I'm, ah, I, I operate my best in a relationship, but when I'm single, I'm single. And I'm single until Fair. until I see something. Now nah, when he's single, nah, nah. When he's single, is my boy's
3: sick Yeah, because what
0: does that look like? Nah, when nah, I'm, I'm going to tell you. Like. My boy's slick. Right. I'm,
1: I'm going to call I'm, him Henny Law for a reason. I'm going t- to totally right. right. be totally had transparent. I'm going to be totally transparent. I had this one joint okay. on the counter.
3: <laughs> nah, see, we are not doing that. I'm going to tell that whole story. It's fine. You told it on this podcast before.
1: But nah, like, <laughs> if I'm single, I'm going to say I'm single till I'm not in terms of like, if I see something I really like and we're dating and I'm talking, like, I'm going to communicate. Like, all right, look. I might be outside or we might be trying to figure this out, but I see something with you and I really want to know if you see it too. Cause if you tell me you do, then then that exclusively kind of kicks in a little bit to the sense where it's like, all right, well, I'm not going to be out here wild and overly entertaining if I know that we're working towards something versus if we but, but
3: is that conversation being initiated by you because you are at a point where you feel like now we can no. move forward into something or like, if, is this off rip? Like this is your you let them know your intentions. A, like you know, I am a relationship kind of guy. Um, I I only want to date. Like, how do how does that it, it conversation come about? It, it depends
1: Not on to the I real quick. Gamma, yeah, we had this talk, and I told you that is women's number one problem with dating. They never want to have that awkward conversation. Yeah, of but letting, I think a letting, that letting, that them, letting them know what is this of not wasting my time yeah but i
3: think it's a reason for that though and i think it's a valid reason for that right i think that men and women just work on two different timelines right and oftentimes we might i feel like oftentimes we might fear having that conversation based on probably feeling like you guys may not be where we are all right right and if that if that i feel like we often move faster um, so I don't know I, I, I'm a 50-50 on that I... hey,
1: this, might not, <laughs> this might not go well for a gender that thinks of them as the prize and the catch y'all sure don't treat yourself that way
3: I disagree the
1: way the way that how women are talking in today's society about being the catch and stuff why when it's time to delegate what is exactly going on or saying the boundaries is so tough to do as as a guy, and I'm breaking guy code about this is,
3: uh-huh.
1: if you allow a guy to not have any boundaries, a guy is not going to set it unless unless if that's what he really wants. So, uh, but can we is that safe to assume that that's every guy
3: though, right? Because... No, 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 no,
1: no. And when when we talk, right. we're not saying everything.
3: Okay, there, there's,
1: there's some guys who are clear cut. Depending on your age group, mm-hmm. you you might you might you might not be one of the day Like I know me right now. I can't even do the whole multi dating thing, especially because I ain't trying to spend all that bread. Especially because y'all want, yeah,
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. it's not that difficult. You know, to y'all want, y'all want,
1: y'all want to go to catch steak. You, you don't even know, you don't even know if you like your steak medium rare or no, not. No, <laughs> the
3: problem is that the problem is that men are aren't as creative, and and you know I think that's where the money, the whole money part comes in. Oh yeah, I feel like a, that's exactly what it is. But, I don't but, think but, it but, has to, but yeah. to go
1: back to to go back to the um to the question is, y- y'all do not want to set the standard because y'all f- you have a fear of rejection. Y'all fear that if 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 he doesn't want what I want, this is basically over. And it is tough. I'm not going to sit here and be like, "Oh yeah, it's such an easy thing to do." But you have to have those awkward conversations.
3: Absolutely, you have
1: to because that's because then at that point. You can't know. You can't sit here and claim he waste your time or anything. It's because you practically waste your time by not asking. And and I think the mark that you're in right now. Because granted, I'm not asking you in the first couple of dates. What are we or what is this type of stuff? You shouldn't because you could scare someone without.
3: Of course, it's But right. definitely,
1: but definitely before this, before, close to the six months marker. Hey, because I know I know some other I know some other homegirls who 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 gives a guy year we were like, yo, we can date and do all this. But in a year, yo, you're going to have to establish what what we're doing here. Are we going to continue this Mm -hmm. title wise Mm -hmm. or anything? Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm, I'm telling, I've been telling women like, yo, after six months or so, if the homie is not trying to give you a title or anything in my mind,
3: it's not it's happening not it. it's not happening exactly so, not it. Y'all y'all waiting, six and, and that's where it, hey time out time right.
1: out y'all waiting six months to figure shit out y'all both tweaking
3: <laughs> no honestly six y'all are tweaking six is wait what's long. the timeline for see, you i'm with you if i like you right. I,
1: if i like you i'll tell you after three days what i'm trying to do whoa, whoa. that's
3: that's honest no i think there's nothing wrong with that right i feel it. like this is a person who's intentional Right, mm-hmm. they don't want to waste no time. They're not trying to waste no one else's time, and they're making it clear cut. And then at that point, that other individual can decide whether or not this is for them after those three, four, five dates, right? Mm-hmm. And then he can proceed to do as as he so chooses. So I'm like that, but some people get scared.
1: That's after. fine. If, so, wait, 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 that wait, wait. So, so let me ask a quick question, Slick. Mm-hmm. And it's three dates. What's I said, the I said it could line. be three days. What's the I timeline. Say, I said it could be three days. I didn't say. It. But if you remember, yeah, we had this, we've had this we've had this conversation on the podcast before, and I said. Because we not just dating, we also are talking, we're texting, we're having conversations. So three dates, but we also could have been, the three dates could happen over the course of a month or two. And you're still talking, if you're talking every day, we vibing like that, I'm like, yo, of course I'm going to make you my girlfriend. Because I'm going to tell you the truth about me, the longer I talk to somebody without a clear intention, that could just be somebody I'm just talking to. So well, she might be thinking one thing, and I'm like, oh, we well, never talked about what it could have been. Gotta, See, you, that's you get, crazy you gave me that's crazy said that by the way i just said that earlier
3: <laughs> i know but that's crazy to, that's crazy to me it's like it's, it's, is it not common sense you're talking to someone every day but, all day you're facetiming you're texting why do i have to clarify boundaries that i'm i, I would hope that we are already on the, the same page about I'm, granted a conversation needs to be had moving forward we're going to be together not necessarily because, that would be a title because exclusivity but i mean well, a, why should I have to jump to feel like I have to have the publication now he, when he I feel like you're on the same page? You know, jump,
1: but he could jump too. But it's just a matter... Because think about it. If you both... want, If you both... Y'all's get to take that leap. You're just going to let whatever happen and flow. You're giving somebody more of a, a lane to change their mind. It's like, oh, well, this person, we kicking it. Because well, my thing is, once I say I'm kicking it with you, <laughs> there, there's, there's...
3: You just... There, that's all it is. That's all it is. You're because kicking it. Because at the mm-hmm. point,
1: the moment where I was willing to, like, go there with you early on, where it's like, all right, we... We own it up. Now it's, it's a little bit tough for me because now it's six months. It's probably more baggage that's being brought into it. And that's why I say for me, once I rock with you, I rock with you versus it's like, okay, well, we just been texting, chilling because like, uh, texting could phase out. I've been in a situation with somebody we texted right. for a month, a month long. And it was just, we never established what it was. And it's like, all right, well, damn, we're not really doing nothing. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah, and also, right. and also, it also helps me govern myself when I'm outside. Yeah, that's a now if, if I don't, if you don't get, if we don't establish what it is, and I don't have no boundary, what makes you think I want me a girl that I find dope as well? Or oh, shorty, I, I, transparency moment. This happened to me in college. Me and this girl, we's real close, real close, but we mm-hmm. never really established. What, man, we put parameters on, like, oh, we are gonna be together in the future. This other girl applied pressure, and I was at first I wasn't thinking nothing number but she told me what her intentions was with me, and it was like mm-hmm. as we started kicking it, it was like, oh shit, I, I like you too, type shit. And it was like, oh, I could see me doing this. And I didn't want to hurt the other girl, but it became like, yo, I'm going to do what's best for me. What, you know, what is right. intentional versus like, all right, we just biding our time with this other situation and hoping that it becomes what it becomes, you know? And that's because the other, yeah, the we other don't girl want didn't that. have we no boundary. Yeah. So yeah. if he if the, if the other girl told him like, yo, we're going to be. You're as mine. As did. Yeah, you're, you're mine. mine. And sure was so just, even right. if he meets the other girl, he most likely probably won't even try to have an in-depth conversation to the point where she will confirm and uh, apply pressure yeah so that's well, like why it I wasn't going with it. the whole having the awkward conversations yeah you got to talk about it because it's like once you put it in somebody ear, yeah, they know because then they they get determined what they want out of it you feel me so that's my the right. reason why i don't why if i like you i'm intentional because i'm gonna tell you what it is and if you tell me you're not on that type of time all right cool then it's like if you just want to kick it or whatever, or we just cut it off because I you know my feelings, ball, That's fine with me because I already established my point. I can move on and know, all right, cool. I, I did like Shorty, I do like Shorty, but we she not on the type of time. I'm outside. Or I'm trying to do my own thing. I'm you know, open to me. But damn, way. but
3: it's like you wouldn't really chat with somebody for two, three, four months but just chatting. Just just cuz you, you know, like you're not but, trying to go. No, but it's not that makes like,
1: no As, a, a, as me. a man and as and I, I think like, someone some women do it too. It's like you can talk to somebody and be like, all right, cool. Well, this ain't nothing. No matter... And it's like, I'll put it this way. A third party could read this. Oh, that's your girlfriend. That's your boyfriend. They'd be like, nah, that's not it. Right, cool. Like, we kicking it. Like... It's like that's just the mindset of it. So like you even if your your next partner could find out, oh, you had it like, oh who the fuck is this? oh that's my homeboy nah, these look a little suspect. Like, nah, like I think it was never nothing like it was, it was like that was, was nothing because we was
3: just chatting, we was just never had a it. conversation, yeah, we was it was no it. We hung yeah, out that. it mm-hmm.
1: never went nowhere. That's what it comes out as. It never went nowhere. So that's why you have to have those conversations in my opinion. And like being t- I think the people in my life that are relationships with right now, all of them were intentional with their partners early on. From the male yeah. perspective too. Like yeah. the guys was like, yo. I like you. I'm not even trying to be on no bullshit. Like, yo, like, you say the word. That's how I told my girl. I was like, yo, you say the word early on. I was like, you say the word. It's this shit. All this other shit my phone is dead. Like, it's going to
3: be dead. <laughs> it's going to be dead.
1: Oh, man. And man I, he had to hang up his jersey, man. But that's real it shit. a celebration. And if she would have said no, if she would have said no, all right, cool. I take that to the chin. If we cool, we but, cool, but this, but I'm moving forward. But this is this goes into the talk that, okay, this is a generalization, so women don't kill me on this, that women don't, well don't have rejection that often compared to guys so they're kind of scared of being rejected because it kind of makes them feel and you can you can disagree with me domo Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. that you
1: possibly don't think that you're good enough it could be some self-worth and all that other stuff but y'all don't deal well with rejection because y'all don't because most of the time y'all being pursued yeah, not doing the pursuit.
3: Exactly. So, I, and, and I, I'll be honest to say that that as a woman and you know my history that I will agree with that. I've never really been in a, I've always been pursued, right? I've never been in a situation where I feel like I've been rejected, so damn, I just can't do this no more. Like I, I have the fear because essentially it's all been absent, right? It's it's been absent of me having um that ability to be the pursuer. That's just never, you know, been a thing. But I think also the fear just comes off of, you know, you really liking someone, right? You really feeling like you have this connection this build with somebody um, and that they ultimately not, might not feel the same way. Now, that doesn't say that I'm gonna keep this going and not have that conversation, but, you know, maybe that I should wait. Well, I'm not saying I should, but maybe that I can wait until that six month because essentially that's what I was going to do. Right. But long distance, that definitely is heavy. Right. That plays yeah. a big part compared. This this conversation would be completely different had this person been in the state. Right. Yeah. That's um, why that's why that's why, I, right. that's
1: why I agreed with the six months with your situation due to right. the fact that it is long distance. So it's not like y'all seen each other almost every other weekend, Right. You uh, can really right. build up that bond. Right.
3: Body. Right. Nah. right. Um, and you're right. a busy
1: person. You do a lot. You feel me? You you getting that I do money. A lot. You feel
3: me? <laughs> but wouldn't
1: you feel more reassured? Just knowing y'all was on the same page, so this way you could move a little even more freely instead of having to think of keep these because these thoughts weigh on your mind. Even if you because if you say you go another two months with this, but you're still wondering, you no know, is at six months what change? Because that's the so question.
3: I... So a little a little insight. So I want to say a couple months ago, you know, I, I was definitely triggered, and of course, cash traumas. You know, I sometimes often have um, issues related to trust, right? Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, there was an incident, and you know, I was a little triggered, and I felt like I needed to have a flight moment, mm-hmm. right? Um, and instead of him kind of running away from me, he was, you know, he kind of supported, he stepped up to it. Um, and he was like, "Yo, like I'm rocking with you. I'm rocking with you until I say otherwise. Like this is this is what I am doing with you. Like and he kind of kept the whole reassurance. It was never really uh, an official conversation, but he was throwing things out there that he's never said before, right? So this kind of kept me feeling like, all right, I'm probably overthinking, being overly anxious, right? Creating all these crazy thoughts that." probably not even a thing, right? And that this person probably is essentially on the same page as me, but essentially because, again, the distance, what is this person probably doing He's like three hours away. Like it's a, it's a lot that goes into building that trust. connection essentially to the, and trust to then have that conversation, right? I don't never want to feel like I'm wasting, being in a long distance relationship, that's an investment, right? Like you, that you are investing your time and money essentially into trying to make this work going back and forth and the whole nine. So I think for me, I just really wanted to be sure, right? I'm not taking these five-hour trips to D.C. every other weekend, and this is not really even a thing, right? My time is being wasted. He's not really into the, the relationship, like I'm into the relationship. But I don't really get those vibes. It really just comes down to, all right, now are we at the point where We've kind of established this for the past four months. We've been consistent, right? We've kind of established we are on the same page, but we really haven't officially had that conversation. It's been more so comments and you know nope, gotta um, you gotta things like that.
1: I ripped that Band-Aid off. Like I know. I, told I, I say, know. That I, <laughs> I got to rip
3: the bandaid off.
1: We would have had this conversation sure. at two months. I'd have been like, all right, had a conversation because you I, don't I, want the gray area. It's a, you. You don't want right as the look, bro. You know I do the relationship shit. As the relationship guy on the podcast, you leave room for gray area, gray area, you leave room for error. And I, shit be fun until it's not. I'll put it that way. Until so you put in a, a, a compromising position where you got to answer to some shit or answer a question that might go against your mindset. Or you know what? Even better. This, this is a classic because and women use this shit when they get put in this position where it's like, all right, well, what we doing type shit. Oh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I ain't know I couldn't do that. Or, I didn't think it was that big a deal. Because you don't have those those conversations. You didn't have a conversation. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you could be as mad as you want. But if I never asked you, or we never established that, I leave room for error that might intrude on my trauma. And it might not intrude initially. If you have the conversation at six months, and you right. decide to be a couple, but then what if you find out something that the person did at, six months, at, at month five, why you thought she was all peachy keen? That's happened to me in the past. I've done that to oh, me in the past. Wow! Where,
3: Don't put that in the air. No, but I'm being like but those, <laughs> those. are real conversations. Real shit. It's, re- yeah, it's to the point that. where, like,
1: I like, I, but I got with my shorty now. Like early on, I, I was intentional, and I brought my bound. Like I was, I, you gotta make yourself vulnerable. You gotta bring your your vulnerability to the table. Like, yo, this is where I've been in the past. I know where you've been in the past. These are my traumas that I've come with. So I'm coming to you as a man that wants to be with you, and this is what it is type shit and did she automatically grasp it no but she appreciated that and it allowed us to that kind of forward, to, yeah. To, yeah to move forward and grow with it so even if something backtracked and came up if i then if i wanted to get upset i had every right to because i came to you and we were uh, you know communicating yeah, yeah. something yeah. came up with me you set a boundary yeah and it's, and it's something came up for me it's like yeah you're right i was i'm totally wrong and now we can work on that but that's why i said i i Think you guys should have the conversation. I don't believe in like all those times. Like, I'm not going like not unless you're saying like I love you after the first day. That's some wild shit. That's some movie. Yeah. But <laughs> nah, you just Haitian, you just Haitian when you do that. You
3: yeah, know, <laughs> Haitian niggas like, like, Haitian
1: niggas we say I love you, I want to marry you. That's, that 90, to- that's that ninety that's that ninety-day fiance type shit. But
2: <laughs> in terms of intentionality
1: and fear, I think that especially now, like you said a dating game is trash. I think that there's a, there's a lot of frivolities and a lot of nuance that shouldn't be in in the conversations of dating today that is there unfortunately for reasons we're going to have to get into right now and i think of that course. you you kind of have to be intentional just to show people you not show that person you're not playing i think that at the end of the day what somebody wants to know regardless of how they're moving is that they're special to somebody and that you know that their right. time their time will be honored cuz it's like it, hey, mm-hmm. go ahead go ahead, ahead.
3: no i was going to say cuz something like that kind of happened like month two um you know where I was like all right I, I felt like he wasn't really being as consistent and you know I had to essentially not say put my foot down but essentially let him know what it is like you know essentially I am a person who's very intentional about my time right so that the in and out the spurring conversations like every every so often like that doesn't work for me mm-hmm. and so when I started to kind of back away I you know I didn't speak to him for maybe a couple of days and then he came back hit me like called me actually and was like all right so like let me know what happened four days ago, five days ago when you was in your mood, right? How can we move forward so that that does not happen um, again, right? I don't want you to feel like X, Y, and Z, but this is me in my head thinking all these things are happening, right? But he on a completely different page in DC. Like We on two different pages as far as me thinking he's being distant, but him just being him, right? It's not personal. So a lot of that really goes into... Again, being long distance and then being sure that you even want to have that conversation. So I am definitely going to have it um, soon. I'm going to wait until next week when, you know, we are face to so face. with definitely a conversation I don't want to have over text and, you know, have that over phone call. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see uh, where that goes.
1: Yeah, and then, and then um, the, just a, a piece of advice, just be comfortable with the outcome. Just be comfortable yeah. with the truth. Matter of yeah. fact, not the, well, not the outcome. Be comfortable with the truth. Whether, right. if, whether it is if he wants what you want or he doesn't just be right. comfortable right. with that. And at least you are aware, you're not living in that gray area. Now you can make the proper decision if you can either, Hey, this was good, but Hey, this is what I want. I'm going to go find it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Or Hey, maybe in the future you might be wanting it. We can continue this, but then you have a more, a clearer path of where you want to go with this. And I think that's, I think like what Slick said, I think all of us in a dating game want that, to have a... Yeah! Least, to be clear, because, you know, I feel like in the dating game now, it's so much haziness, and you're like, you never know right. what the other person is, and you don't right. want to get played, so you try right. to have one up, so you're trying to have at least something backup,
3: yeah. To, 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 yeah, to guard
1: yourself, and as long as you know what it is, I think it should be good.
3: That's fair, yeah, and I'll normally leave before I feel like, somebody trying to play me, but, you know, that just comes, <laughs> that just comes but, through. But, but I want to some, I talk to <laughs> you on something
1: else, but you, but you always used to be a one-person dating type of woman. Mm-hmm. You you're, you're, you, you, would never do the whole multiple dating just to see what's out there? Yeah.
3: So I feel like that essentially, so me being self-aware, right, I feel like that essentially could be one of my downfalls, right? And that essentially I could be putting myself in a box. I could be closing myself off um, to essentially possibly finding my person if this person is not my person, right? Mm-hmm. Possibly finding someone out there by um, closing myself up to not, um, you know, exercise the opportunity of talking to, and, and when I say talking, right, when we talk about dating, like it's so much that goes into dating. I'm, yeah. I'm talking more so of getting to know someone, right? Because if let's be honest, that takes a lot of mental capacity, right? That takes a lot of mental space for you to really Dig, dive, spend time, and get to know someone. So to do that across the board with multiple people, yes, it gets very tough. However, I could possibly find myself to be in a situation where um, I find someone who meets my my interests, right, and in my whatever it is, my expectations, and this whole jazz. While I'm kind of stuck on somebody, I'm trying to figure out can I move past a red flag. right? So it's it's it's, it's, it's definitely an up and down thing. I, I want to say um, when it comes to so it, I'm not opposed. But I'm also scared, right? Because like I said, I'm a lover girl. So if I'm if I'm gonna put my heart out there, it's gonna be I I'll give you my all. Like it's an all or nothing for me, kind of, kind of, kind of thing, right? So I can't if I'm gonna show you attention and all this other stuff. It's gonna be very hard for me to do that with somebody else. So I don't know. I'm I feel like I'm still young, right? I have all this time left to go. Um, so it's definitely no rush in finding my person. But it does suck when you know, you're often being pursued. And, you know, that's also something else too. Maybe I should step out of the box and be the pursuer sometimes, right? Yes. And not, not always- Preach ex- that. I'm not finding the person because they're picking me instead of me essentially going out for what I'm looking for, right? Being in spaces where I am intentional about the people who I want to attract and all these things. So I've been I've, I've been self I'm very self-aware when it comes to this dating. It don't make it suck any less because it still sucks. But, you know, I think just- when well, you're self-aware individually it, it kind of helps with the process but it don't make it any easier because of the individuals so you're always gonna bump and get into something never fails it <laughs> just yeah. never fails you
1: gotta look at so it like a game fails. you gotta do it like for the love of Ray J like flavor of love that's how you gotta treat it just process of elimination
3: <laughs> I'm dead ass process <laughs> of elimination I'm de- that's when, <laughs> that's I'm, when
1: elimination. I'm when I'm single that's how I how I'm, like, I'm probably giving too much insight to my narcissism but that's how I look at it like cause it's like you think about it when you're dating Dating is multiple people, right? So you're going to kick it. And when you're dating, let's be honest, a lot of times a couple people get in there that's not supposed to. <laughs> you,
3: you can't Very, it. True. You can't. Very true.
1: So it's kind of like, all right. <laughs> cool.
3: That's what you're talking to. Yeah.
1: it's like So it's like you're going to talk to like, man, what's a good number, B? Five? Yeah, say like five. Three, right? I mean, for guys, for guys, usually it's three to that's four. That's
3: crazy. Then, that no, wait, so wait, hold on. Crazy. For for women, not not, for, women. It's not, it's not for, for women, it's not
1: because you got to think about it. Women is is a whole. That's not a because I, I not sure you that I got ten niggas on her roster right now, vetting them. I'm about that's, to say,
3: but we look, we, <laughs> know, that, and that's okay. the thing, and it's
1: like it's different levels <laughs> no. to it. Because think about it's
3: it, exactly. It's different. Exactly. And
1: it's different levels to it because it's for women. You got the one that you like, the one that you like that you shouldn't like. You got the the old one that's been around for a minute, and you got dudes (laughs) that's providing services. Like, they paying for shit. They taking you out to eat. Mm -hmm. So a guy, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. means, oh, those niggas is on your roster. For us, it's like, all right, it might be one we like or our old team that we, we rocking with. And it might be a new joint that popped that we met out somewhere and then you get to that 3 to 5 cuz like oh right, it's like a miscellaneous john or some maybe maybe a coworker or maybe somebody you just you know you, you know from around the way and then you got the cool the cool shorty that you met that's just like on some regular like we might maybe we knocking it down maybe we just like hanging out with each other type stuff it
3: right? is a lot that is a lot but that's for,
1: i just i gave i just literally named I, like we gave you a i named guy like one one 6 i named like 6 like,
3: and, but think about that, that. The, the
1: same way you say that i guess this is like the this is why our these conversations are so powerful when we do this pod it's cuz like if you were to tell the a guy you were talking to, say it was a different situation, you would have told him, "Oh yeah, I have I have a roster, but there's a guy that takes me out, and I still talk to my ex." And it, it's like, "Whoa, hold on, abort mission." So the same way, it's a us having three to four possibly for you guys having six to ten. It's a lot either <laughs> All way. All right, the
3: lot number gotta be bigger. because
1: women are so more pro- pro- women women are more prone to go out with somebody just for the sake of what they can do. A lot of a lot of guys aren't necessarily getting with a woman that could do something for them outside of you know be a flex if that makes sense, either a flex or a, some form of satisfaction.
3: Yeah, cause and, I was and a, satisfaction times, a lot of times, satisfaction part. A lot of times, and
1: also a lot of times, it, satisfaction women part are being pursued. Yeah, and a lot between. of times that satisfaction part, you're not bringing satisfaction outside. I'ma after I go out with the one I enjoy hanging out with. <laughs>
3: that's valid that that's valid it, that's and true. I, I understand that but again the i feel like the needs and the wants from the men and the women makes the dating experience different regardless and i feel like them too you can't compare the two because of the social norms not, expectations that just just what's a thing and i put that in quotation whatever it, this dating how it's supposed to look like for men and women what we want a man to do a man to do for us what y'all want a woman to do for you. Right. like i feel like it's 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 not the same. I think you that's all, I don't think you can compare the tr- two.
1: I feel like I feel like that's not the same because it's, it's different traumas. I think trauma shapes what you want or what you say. What 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 the general woman wants in a man is based on the collective. A lot of times, a lot based on a collective trauma that a lot of women have gone through and had to share that pain with each other. So and same thing for men, especially like in this current age, it's like a lot of what men say they want is based on a collective trauma that we're all sharing in because somehow, some way, society became this big ass shared interweb but it's like yo that's not mm-hmm. how it, your experience is your experience my experience is my experience you like what you like I like what I like we don't have to all have to like the same thing or if not we're gonna go out to the same person that's weird <laughs> so that's why a lot of dudes are going after guys, going after girls who shape like Bugs Life, and a lot of women are uh, are fucking with fat niggas and scammers. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's, it's all aesthetic. Hey, hey, it's, just, it's still the TSA. It's that's still the TSA. Crazy. We still got to get toxic. We know we're having a good therapy session, but hey. But I, mean, I think that, that that's, that's a good part of therapy, though, too, because it's like, yo. How do you compete with the nigga that's going to drop ten stacks on you? I was watching, I was on TikTok the other day, and this dude was like, "Don't bring you, don't move to Atlanta." The first slide was like, "Cause ladies, your man gonna be in a club." But our our teachers look like Instagram models. But then he's like, he went for the girls. He was like, "Yeah, you live in the high rise with the athletes and the rappers. They buying you shit." I'm like, "Yeah, as a man, that's detrimental to my mental health." I'm like, "Damn." So I only got, I, I it's not enough to be a good man no more. I got to also worry about niggas buying you shit. Right. <laughs> Things like, like how do you compete with that? Because it's like.
3: You feel like you always got to be at a certain compa- caliber for a woman. Yeah, I and feel like you what? always got to be up there when it comes to pursuing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, damn,
1: what makes me better than this nigga? <laughs> and, and in reality, not a lot of people can access those things without doing something illegal. <laughs> you know what
3: I mean? Yeah, but see, I, I mean, but this is also coming from a person who I'm not looking at the bags and the money. I'm looking for somebody who's emotionally available right? Mm. And that oftentimes is something that a, yeah, women, especially forward. like me, who, who who struggle, not even say struggle, we don't find often, at least women like me, right, who, who do got great things going for themselves, good head on their shoulders, finding someone who is emotionally available. And normally when it comes to men, that is more, less than how women, we carry and, and have it. So I think, I don't know, I just. I think that is a big part of it too, right? If you're not emotionally available, but you have a woman who's okay with that and they just want the bags and the money for you to take them on expensive dates and stuff, then that's okay with them. I think hell, she probably emotionally unavailable wait, too. But,
1: one thing the problem the problem that you're talking about is women like you stay inside. Y'all not outside for us to come get <laughs> not See, um, I don't know, I,
3: no, I disagree with that. I, I wouldn't even think say that they, we are not I think that me and the type of man that I'm looking for, we're not in the same spaces. Not, I think that is that I think that is what it is. Like we're not finding each other because we're not in the same spaces. I can't be with you hanging with everybody from UA at all these brunch spots and I can't I'm not gonna find my person there, right? We Ooh. I can't be going with you to these brunch spots in Brooklyn and Harlem. On Saturday and Sundays, and I'm, I'm hoping to find my person. Damn, like, that's just Brian. Not she said
0: happen. you outside. I need to step outside. Wait, I know. Have I, I, no. I, no. I haven't been touched. I need a to go bunch. to the gallery and no, museums. No, no, wait, 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 hold no. on, hold on. Hold no, 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 hold on. 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 No. on. How did this come back to me
1: over here? I haven't touched
0: a work well, spot. I'm
3: just saying, no, because you know the audience. I'm audience, just saying, this, saying is the a, this is
1: this is this is a thing that the audience is going to play but you leave. be
3: outside though yes because oh, you do be outside I do not spot. be outside have you, you yes, only you saw do me do. one time this summer no, no, two do, times but and those I are two
1: family can. occasions
3: okay. I have not been okay. outside <laughs> okay okay and, uh, Ryan you but you're known to uh, but I feel like oh. you are someone known, <laughs> known to be out um outside and that's just, period. Like, I feel like anybody who ha- who knows you, who has you on social media, you just are that individual. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Well, Damo, you have like, to
1: go. You have to go to your uh, service. It was a pleasure having you. No.
3: No. we got to talk about You can, can, no, can no, go off the pod, this, bro. Right? That's crazy. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, women like me got to go to museums and go to freaking galleries and go into, not say it has to be necessarily upscale, but being in spaces where it, it it allows men, you guys, and also me to think, right? I don't want to. I'm, I, I mean, we can find our person anywhere, but I think being intentional about where we go to find these people is important. Um, because, like I said, this summertime vibe and stuff like no, a person like me who likes to be inside or like to do those. Um, low key kind of activities and stuff like that. You feel me? That is essentially what's going to guide me. But I can't be popping out with you and then expecting to find my person. I think like, not going go coveting and, and partying. I don't want to pop out nowhere. inside. <laughs> I'm inside, <laughs> in, I'm inside <laughs> first of all. In defense of the summer vibes.
1: <laughs> I think that, I've been I've been inside. I, you haven't seen triggered. me at no brunch. Oh uh, you're, you're going to live
3: this down. <laughs> you're not gonna live this down. And I will okay, appreciate please, you inside. coming to the
1: platform and spreading lies about
3: me. <laughs> <laughs> no lies, Brian. It's, it's it's the truth, and that's okay. And I, I think it's there. There are still women who are who have big head on their shoulders, and they they like to be social and be out like that. That's completely okay. Um, but you know, this I don't. But <laughs> I, I I am self aware to the point where I notice that I you know I do need to sometimes step out of my box and outside of my comfort zone and be in spaces that create you know allows me to be more sociable and sometimes pushing myself too. However, you know, again, the type of men that I am looking for and need, I feel like they're not going to be at your local brunch spot on a Saturday morning. In defense with the of the DJ those, turning up with you guys, I just don't. Of,
1: in defense of those men, a lot of them have not been in situations where they've been allowed to show that side, or they've had to suppress that side. So a lot of times, it comes down to. Like you know, sometimes you got it's, it's a little bit of work to get them to unlock that, and I think that's something else we got. You can't shy away from men too going after women. Like you want the woman that's into the artsy stuff. And like you gotta allow them to unlock that. Cause again, you are getting all this negative stimuli about where you're supposed to be outside, but it's like yo, you're not really finding too much fun. You might you might find fun outside, but you might not find the one outside. So you gotta like um, right. allow, allow them to unlock that. I I agree with you. I just so want to so giving time I been outside at all this summer. <laughs> I haven't so, gone nowhere. It depends on what. I mean, and it depends on, how you pull up. Nothing. it depends on how you pull up on something, too. Like if I pull up on you at a party, I'm like, all right, I'm probably expecting party type vibes. No party. Right, versus, like, I right. pull up on you, when, like, if I see you at, like, I don't know, like, I'm at a luncheon or something like that, or I see you at a, at a conference or even at a music No You have
3: a different perception <laughs> yes. than meeting me at the club or a party. checking it's- for
1: me out here. And,
3: yeah, oh, gosh,
1: You really are triggered. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, nah, i'm
1: just messing around you know <laughs> i gotta add some entertainment around this <laughs> but, uh, but, the world, i mean i could say the road knows the road knows where i be at you feel me you could catch me on your instagram story doing in god's a, work doing community service the necessity local. campaign giving back to the community as oh, the good yeah. christian person that i am you on heard. monday through friday where you at saturday and sunday
3: at In your the local Harry Potter store spot. Living no. up, living my
1: dreams of, no, of I, being a wizard. At I'm your at. local
3: at your local Brooklyn brunch spot. I <laughs> even, brunch. I <laughs> <watch> a Brooklyn <laughs> spot, <yet>. I don't even <laughs> know what's hot no more. I
1: haven't <laughs> known what was hot.
3: <laughs> and all the time I've been
1: outside you've been you was right next to me. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay. All
1: right, but I know I know I know Fair. you have to go because you 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 know you're I a do. big sister.
3: Oh god. So yes, Namo, i am thank a big you once sister. again. <laughs> thank so you thank guys. Thank you once
1: again for joining us I'm plugging your podcast again so they can go find you and I'll add your at in the description so y'all can go follow her. If you're a good guy who's willing to, you know, not right now, true. not right now, right now. She still got something. Oh, yeah, yeah, in two months. <laughs> <Relax>. yeah, wait, <laughs> two weeks. In two weeks. I'll in two come
3: weeks. Yes, yeah, so we're going to come back in two weeks after the conversation, and then uh, we'll, we'll go from there. We might have to do another broadcast, okay? <laughs> <laughs> might <Yes>. have to. <laughs> Plug it in. Hashtag, let's talk about it. Instagram is at the love she underscore
1: the love she gets ooh I like that thing. tune in you know we, we you know we don't always get toxic <laughs> in. in our TSA we do some therapy too so we will get the updates <laughs> regarding the situation Um, but like I said you can follow us on all social media at this might not go well if any branded deals business opportunities please email us at this might not go well at gmail.com I'm the host with the most B-Breezy aka Poppy Sazon it's your boy Slick Grace and we out of here y'all be good <music> Try and
0: tell him we up next, you can't stop that, uh-huh. <laughs> This your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. Every show is lit, baby. You know what we finna do. Slick on talk that slick talk. He gonna get political. Okay. Do not switch topics, nope. niggas is toxic. Poppy shots don't always say it's something wrong, but if you don't like it, what we saying nigga. Oh well. We try to tell you, baby, this might not go well. <laughs> this might not go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, that's it. One take. We're not even doing it again. Keep that, that's the one.